Hallelujah. Bless his name. Come what may, y'all. Can I get everybody to say that? Come what may. Just say, come what may. Come what may, yeah, yeah. Come what may, this is the last time. Come what may. It's Tell him yes. Tell him yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless the name of the Lord. Bless his holy name. Every head bowed and every eye closed this morning. We honor God. We honor the spirit of the living God in this place. Thank you, Lord, for who you are. Have your way in this place. Speak to us in ways only you can and grant that we'll hear you. May fallow now the grounds of our souls that the seed of life may be planted therein. In the mighty and matchless and miraculous name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. If you're physically able, would you stand on your feet and join me with reading in Genesis chapter 39. Genesis chapter 39. Genesis 39. We're just going to read the first four verses. Genesis 39, just verses 1 through 4. Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him from the Ishmaelite who had taken him down there. The Lord was with Joseph, and he was a successful man, and he was in the, his master's house in the, in the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made him all he did to prosper in his hand. So Joseph found favor in his sight and served him. Then he made him overseer of his house, and all that he had, he put under his authority. You may be seated in the house of God. Again, I have been dealing since the very beginning of the year from the theme, the year of the Lord's manifested favor. This is iteration number seven of this sermon. Most of you realize it has not always been the same scripture. It is the same theological presumption. The year of the Lord's manifested favor. The word manifested is to remind us that this time it is not the potential of favor. It is how God brings it to our view so we can see what God is doing and we can see how God is blessing us. There are times in our lives when we know we have favor, we just can't see it. 
When we know God is with us, we just can't see him or see his divine handiwork. There are times in our lives when we feel as though we don't know what to do because that which we desire does not desire us. There are some times in our lives when we find ourselves between a rock and a hard place or the devil in the deep blue sea. And it is those times when we find ourselves calling on God in earnest prayer, Lord, fix it, Lord, do it, Lord, work it out. And there's nothing like calling on God and not getting the answer. Or calling on God and getting a different answer than the one you anticipated. And then wondering if what I'm going through is a sign of my sinfulness, a sign of my personal wickedness. Is it a sign that I've been abandoned by God? Where is God in the midst of what I'm going through? Where is my favor? Where does my favor show up? God, if you're with me, why am I going through what I'm going through? If you made a promise to me, then why am I dealing with the affliction I'm dealing with? I know you spoke by prophetic word over my life, and so I anticipated being further along than I am right now. I didn't think I'd have to go through this much for this long with this many stupid things going on. God, at some point, are you going to give me a breakthrough? Where's the breakthrough at? Where's my shout at? I see everybody else testifying. I ain't got no testimony because I'm just going through. Would somebody give me a testimony so I can stand up in church and shout too? Because it's been too many days since the last time I've had a good blessing and I ain't got no reason to shout right now because I got one song to sing I'm going through and the problem with this is the fact that all said is true you are going through I am going through we are going through yeah you did have a doc's appointment last week you didn't get the answer you wanted. Yeah, you do have a bill. You do have a problem. There is an issue. There is something wrong. But just because you're going through doesn't mean that God's not going through with you. Come here. Come here. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Would you help remind them they can put you in a fiery furnace? But when they look back in your furnace and see you going through, you'll be walking through the fire, but they'll see a fourth one in there, and the fourth one will look like the Son of God. Come here, Daniel. They may stick you in a lion's den, but when you get in there, don't worry. Their teeth can't even bite you. Their claws can't scratch you. You can lay your head down on a fur coat because I got you.
it, it is not that we don't go through. The truth is that we don't go through alone. So you missed your shout right there. It's not that I don't go through the valley. I just don't go through the valley by myself. It's not that I don't go into war. It's that I don't go into war by myself. It is not that the outrageous darts of the enemy are not thrown in my direction. It is that they're thrown, but I'm never by myself. The Lord is with me. And, and, and that means uh, if you are walking this path with me here, that I want to remind you that God's favor can be upon you even in the midst of what you're going through. And favor determines destiny. And destiny will not be denied. I can shout on that right there. Favor determines destiny. And destiny will not be denied. I don't care what I have to go through to get there. It's not going to be denied. I'm going to be, it's going to be all right because favor doesn't fail. Favor doesn't fail. Favor doesn't fail. I, I know, I know you, we sing the song, there is no failure in God. Some of us don't act quite believe it because we think because we go through, God has failed. No, because you go through, you are now a witness to your own humanity and to the human flaws and foibles of our lives. You, it's, it's no big deal that you go through, especially if God goes through with you. Watch this. Watch this. Favor doesn't fail even in the midst of temptation. Uh, you, 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 you did see it in the text, don't you? You, you see, the, the text says in verse 7, 8, and 9, it says that his master's wife looked at him with longing eyes, and she said, come lie with me. Oh, oh. But he refused and said, look, my master does not know what is with me and what is committed in the house. There's no one greater than this house. He says, I nor has he kept back anything from me but you because you are his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin not against my master, against God? Come back here. What I have, I didn't give it to myself. And the blessing on my life doesn't belong to me. And even though it would be a wickedness against him, it would be a sin against God. And I'm scared of messing up on God. So even in the midst of this temptation, you look real good, baby. And I think it would be sweet. It might be just really nice. But I got to get out of here. It's time for me to make a good run because a good run is better than a bad stand. Playwright Oscar Wilde once jokingly remarked, I can resist anything except temptation. 
I want to tell you all this. Everybody experiences some temptation at some point in your life. Everybody goes through a temptation of something. And sometimes it is not just the temptations of the lust of the flesh. Sometimes it's the temptation to give up. Sometimes it's the temptation to throw in the towel. To determine that I'm tired of waiting on God or waiting on my blessing. Sometimes the temptation is to believe that God has abandoned you. So go for what you know. Sometimes the temptation is that since I'm in the situation I'm in, then I must not be in the plan or will of God. And so I can just do what I want to do. But I want to bless you right here. What you've got to know is that favor still rests upon your life even when you're in the midst of a situation that is not good for you. Wait a minute, watch. You see, even though he has been taken, you read the first couple of verses, he was bought from the Ishmaelite band that had taken him from his brothers who put him down in an empty well and decided because of his cries that they pulled him up between Reuben and his tears, they pulled him up out of a dry well, carried him over and sold their brother into slavery with the Ishmaelites. So here he was having a beautiful life, living his life like his golden had his nice sweet color coat on and doing his thing and living it up. And all of a sudden, his brothers get angry with him, cast him in a pit, and then he gets sold into slavery. And while in slavery, while a slave, he rises up in slavery. And the Bible says everything he touched was blessed. Y'all ain't, you don't even know when to shout. He, he had been sold, but the master knew that he was such an anointed person that he said, I want to put all of my stuff in his hands because in his hands, stuff gets multiplied, stuff gets blessed, stuff gets moved in the right direction because there's something about him. He may be captive, but there's something else holding on to him because there's an anointing on his life. You can't keep a good man or a good woman down. You may hold me for a little while, but I'll rise again. My anointing can't be hidden. You can't hold me down forever. Here, here, here he is. Here he is. And now, and now the Lord's anointed is being tempted. And, and he's being tempted. And, and now, watch this, watch this. this. This is important now. Watch this. He's being tempted. And when he's tempted, he says, I got to go. The Bible says, flee you for lust. I've got to, I know the word says, resist the devil and he shall flee. Sometimes you got to do the flee in yourself. Because the devil may be at home. 
You missed that? So you need to get out of his house. She was at home. He couldn't ask her to leave. The only one who was a visitor was him. It was time to go. You got to be careful not to get too comfortable in the devil's house. <laughs> he flees. Now, 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 watch this. On his way out the door, he's trying to go. She grabs his garment and pulls his coat off him. You know, this girl must really. <laughs> no, don't, don't do it. <laughs> okay. That was a triple no, that's it. <laughs> she pulls his garment off of him and he runs out now watch this stay with me for a moment when he runs out she calls the servants in said look I got his cloak he tried to he tried to rape me and I yelled and nobody heard him you yell all right Stop, come back. <laughs> no. I got his coat. Here's the evidence that he was in here. I got it. They get all riled up. Now, 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 watch this. She also pushes the anti Semitism by making sure they know he's a Hebrew and a foreigner. And the reason why she talks to the, to the workers first is because she wants them to get riled up against this foreigner who has come in to their midst and is now over them so that she can raise up the anti-Semitic fervor so that somebody would be riled up into doing something stupid without ever even checking to see whether a man is guilty or innocent. No. Here she is. And then her husband comes on, and she tells him, watch this. The Muslims share this story with us in the Quran. They have the same story, same exact story. The only difference is in the Quran, the question is asked. The question is asked, was the garment ripped from the front or the back? Because if it's ripped from the front, then you were trying to pull him away from you. But if it's ripped from the back, he was running away from I thought I would, I'm about to preach up in here. You make sure that if your stuff gets ripped, it's because you are on the way out and not fighting trying to get in. Okay, preach was. Okay. I'm trying to go. I gotta hustle. I gotta hustle. I gotta hustle. I gotta hustle. Okay, watch this. Watch this. I'm, I'm going somewhere with this. She got the garment. She got the garment. Notice something here. His garment 
was special as head of the household. When he got ready to be accused, she accuses him holding up his garment. His brothers, when they wanted to act as though he were dead, they took the garment that his father had made for him, his coat of many colors, his tunic, dipped it in blood. And then they took it to his father so his father would mourn over him. So he took the garment in one case to make folk mourn over him and took the garment in the other case to make folk mean over him. Y'all missed this right here. Because somebody will always try to take that which identifies you and use it as a ploy against you for their own agenda. But don't you worry about it. God's favor never rests in the garment. God's favor rests in you. I, if I had time, I'd tell you, they took another man's garment and they cast lots for his garment. Let me hear you. The favor doesn't fail even in temptation. Joe, he gets away, he gets away. But watch this, I, I gotta rush, I gotta rush. It doesn't fail in temptation, but, but favor also doesn't fail in the midst of a trial, of trial. Now, now this is important to get this part now because um, even though he runs away and he's not guilty, his master takes him and puts him in prison. Y'all with me right there? Puts him in prison. So he's in the midst of a trial. Now, I don't know about you, I, I, I've only gone to prison uh, with, with uh, Brother Winston back there and to visit some folks. And we usually went in there to pray for a few hours and we were gone. Now, I know I got some, some prison, I got a, a deputy warden, I got some prison captains and stuff. Y'all, much time as y'all been in prison, y'all probably did years just walking the tears. But I don't know, I could be wrong. The last time I checked, it's not a pleasant experience. I don't care if it's maximum or minimum security. You still locked up. They won't let me out. I'm sorry. Every now and then I get secular on the, you know, just, it, it overwhelms you. The fact you got young children, you've learned these songs. But notice now, he's in prison. But while in prison, his favor goes with him behind the prison wall. Are y'all with me? How do I know that? If you go down to verse 19 through verse 23, you'll see it there. He, 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 verse, verse uh, let me see it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ooh, 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 ooh. Verse 23. The keeper of the prison did not look into anything that was under Joseph's authority because the Lord was with him. And whatever he did, the Lord made it prosper. Okay, so y'all don't even know when to shout yet. Watch this. He was just up top running Potiphar's house. 
he get to prison, he run into prison. I don't remember the exact line, but uh, if you saw the movie about, about uh, Notorious B.I.G., there's a line in there about, he talked about uh, Puffy says to Biggie, said, if you leave me out in the wilderness, I'll come out of the wilderness well-fed and wearing a chinchilla coat because I can survive anywhere. Y'all yeah. didn't get it. Listen, listen. Uh, understand something. When favor's on you, I don't care how deep the hole the devil tries to put you in. You will come up smelling like roses and walking in divine favor no matter what the enemy tried to do to mess up your life. He can do what he wants. If God be for you, who can be against you? Okay. I, I just, see, uh, he's there. He's there. He's in, he's, in, he's in this situation. And while he's in there, because he's got favor, and because his divine purpose is attached to interpretation of dreams, people start dreaming. And when they dream, they come to him and he interprets dreams. Watch this. He's running the prison. He's leading. And he's also in charge of the spiritual life of those. <laughs> Y'all missed that one over your head. Listen. He is in prison. He's running the prison as an inmate. And now he's become the spiritual life director for the prison. Because <laughs> if you got a problem, just go see Joseph. You done had a bad dream, just go see Joseph. You need somebody to pray for you, go see Joseph. Well, isn't he locked up too? Yeah, but he, they didn't lock up his anointing. They didn't lock up his interpretation skills. They didn't lock up what's in him. There's still something in him because favor's on him even in the prison. I got to I got I got to stop. I got to watch it. Watch this. Watch this. He's there not for one or two days. It was at least two years after he had interpreted the baker's dream before the baker remembered his name. Y'all missed that? Can I just say this to somebody who's been going through for a protracted period of time? You've been in the prison of bad health. You've been in the prison of sorrow. You've been in the prison of grief. You've been in the prison of disappointment. You've been in the prison of desolation. You've been in the prison of a bad marriage. You've been in the prison of the fact that you have weak finances. I just want to tell you, the deliverance doesn't always come immediate, quick, fast, and in a hurry. But even where you are right now, God will still bless you where you are right now. While you're still going to chemo, God will bless you. While you're still taking the pill, God will bless you. While you're still trying to figure out your finances, God 
God will bless you while you're still trying to work through your marriage. God will bless you while you're still trying to find a new job. God will bless you. It doesn't happen always quickly. It may not come when you want it, but God is always on time. In the midst of what you're going through, favor still upon you. He's there. How, how, how do I know that? Because two years later, the baker who works for the Pharaoh himself hears about the Pharaoh's dream. And the Pharaoh's having dreams that are becoming nightmares to him. And he's asked all of his magicians and all of his priests to interpret the dream, but nobody can interpret it. All of a sudden, the baker gets a reclaimed memory and say, I know Jojo. I promise you, I had a dream, and the butler had a dream. My dream was better than his dream. But we told Jojo what was going down, and Joe interpreted them things just right. All I know is, you took his head, and you made me back your chief baker. Just like he said, I can't tell you if everything gonna work out, but I can tell you this much, he knows. They call him up. I, I'm, I'm going through chapters of the Bible right now. Watch it. They call him up, and the Pharaoh looks at him, says, uh, uh, I've been having bad dreams. Can, can I do this real quick? I want to just get one little piece in. When they came to get him out the dungeon, he still looked like a dungeon person. So they had to get him to wash up and shave. Look here, look at somebody now. Say, neighbor, when you see me looking good, just remember, this takes work. See, I, yeah. Every time I come out that door and I don't feel good, it takes work for me to keep on smiling. Every time I put on my hairdo and get my makeup right and I've been going through all week, it takes work for me to get up in that thing again. It takes work for me to put my clothes on and look like I'm happy. It takes work, but I tell you this much, every time I do it, I know I'm getting set up for my favor. Okay, 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 I just, I, I just, I just had to take that, that bypass and loop around back. I'm back into the, the here he is. Uh, and he tells Joseph the dream. Joseph interprets the dream correctly. Here's the dream in a nutshell. It's going to be seven good years followed by seven years of famine. If we save what we have now, we'll be ready for the famine. Well, you got that? What you need to do is put somebody over this thing that knows how to save and knows how to call things to multiply. 
And if you put the right person over it, there'll be multiplication and there will be a blessing. So at the time of famine, you'll still have plenty and you'll be able to sell that which you have because God has spoken it to you, told you the same two dreams twice in a row because he wanted to confirm for you that it was going to be so. And since you know the famine's going to come in, if you don't do anything about it, it's your fault. Pharaoh took one look at him and said, uh, where do I find such a man? Because I'm looking at one right here. Now watch. He was just in another man's house as his slave. Y'all got this? He's at Potiphar's house as a slave. He started out before then in a pit. Went to Potiphar's house. And from Potiphar's house, he ended up in a prison. But right now, God's getting ready to push him over into the palace. Look at somebody now, say, neighbor, don't you worry about where I started at. I started on the bottom, now we're here. Now we're here. Now we're here. Okay. The, the last point. Because see, he, he got this blessing on him. Ooh, he got a blessing on him. God done blessed him. Okay, okay. I'm the last point, and I promise you, this sermon is done for today. But the last thing I wanted to say, because I don't want to have to come back to Genesis next week. I just want to this last one. God will be with you. In temptation, he'll be with you in the trial. And I know this sounds like a synonym, but, but trust me, I'm going a different direction. He'll also be with you, and your favor will not fail in the midst of the test. Okay. The trial was going to prison, but the test is going to be how you handle being in the palace. I think I got something working right here. Because see, all of us do good when we on the bottom looking up. But how do you handle it when you're the one blessed and you're looking down? Okay, come, come on, come on. I know he's blessed. He's blessed, verse, chapter 41, verses 49 through 52 says, he's so blessed as he raises up the crop that it, verse 49 says, they gave so much that it was immeasurable. Verse 50 says, he was so blessed that God blessed him with two sons. Verse, he had married a woman and now he's got two sons. The first one he named Manassas, verse 51. For God has made me forget the toil of my father's house. So he named him Manassas because God makes you forget what you've been through. Would you touch somebody that said, neighbor? Don't worry about it. God's going to give you amnesia concerning your pain. You're going to forget what you've been through.
second son God gave him, he named him Ephraim. And for God has caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. I feel like shouting up in here. God can bless you in the midst of what you're going through and still cause you to prosper even in the midst of the enemy's camp. And you can get back everything he tried to steal from you. But I got one more thing. I told you he had a test. Here's the test. If you go back and look at the three points I've made, temptation is the same as passion. Trial is the same as a prison. But the test is all about the position. Because in chapter 42, now Joseph was governor over the land, verse 6, and it was he who sold to all the people of the land. And Joseph's brothers came and bowed down before him and their faces to the earth. Joseph saw his brothers and recognized them, but he acted as a stranger to them and spoke roughly to them. Then he said to them, where do you come from? And they said, from the land of Canaan to buy food. Verse 8 says, so Joseph recognized his brothers, but they did not recognize him. Now, remember now, the Pharaoh has given him a wife. The Pharaoh has also changed his name. And it's been almost 10, 15 years since they've seen him. They don't know this man sitting on the throne in Egypt is really their brother. These are the same rascals that put him in the pit, that beat his rear end, that had him all messed up, sold him into slavery. These are the same rascals that wanted to kill y'all ain't got this yet. These are the same folk that caused him to go work as a servant in the house of Pharaoh. Y'all ain't got this? Because up until now, he was his father's favorite child. He was the blessed one. He had the coat of many colors. But they done put him through H-E double hockey sticks. I'm going to see. Now he got a chance. He can get his comeuppance. He can straighten them out. But you see, your favor doesn't fail, even in the midst of your test. Because what you got to do is this, and I'm blessing somebody right now. I know there's some people you think you can't forgive. I know there's some people you think that done you dirty, and they probably did. I'm not taking anything away from the dirty dunk they did. I'm not taking anything away from the, how they treated you or mistreated you. But all I can tell you is this. If it happened to you, the Lord can take that which is evil. And turn it around for your good. The Lord can take that which is evil. I wish I had some turnaround saints in here and turn around for your good. The Lord can take that which is evil 
and turn it around for your good. Here Joseph sitting on the throne. When they discover who he is, they look at him, they know he's going to crush him. But Joseph looks at them and says, wait a minute, y'all. I want you to understand, you're already forgiven. You meant it for evil. But God meant it for my good. Look at somebody say, neighbor, I may have gone through, but there's a blessing. There's a blessing. There's a blessing. There's a blessing with my name on it. With my name on it. Come on, give him a praise. Come on, come on, come on, come 